over 35 billion loads of laundry are done annually in north america this leads to 1 billion laundry jugs being discarded just in the united states now once empty only an estimated 30% of these jugs are recycled and the remaining 70% they end up in landfills or clog our oceans and waterways yeah and as a zero waste and carbon neutral company tenji is on a mission to be america's trusted and most accessible source of cleaning solutions for eco conscious people so we're lucky to have the founder and ceo of um tenji today angela ringler um fondly known as angie the first terra seller uh, to join the terra marketplace thank you for joining us today angie on our eco warrior stories podcast Oh, thank you both for having me today. I'm so excited to be showcased here and really it's just about raising the awareness of what's happening out there with plastic waste and if we've got some solutions that we can showcase with people showing them that there are easy ways to make some changes. It doesn't have to be too hard. Great to have you, Tanji. So, uh just get started. So, you have been, you know, working diligently to sell this fantastic line of natural uh, cleaning products. which are waste free and plastic free so could you tell us more about uh, these products well you know at the beginning when i started formulating these products it was mm. all about just using natural ingredients cuz i thought that that was good enough i th- i thought that using natural ingredients would help my skin irritations which is what spurred this whole company for myself but mm. I soon realized that natural ingredients are important but they're not the answer because when we're still tossing away all that plastic waste into our recycling bins or the trash or wherever that plastic bottle ends up we're ultimately still part of the problem and as a manufacturer I felt compelled to be part of the solution So at that fork in the road I realized I either need to figure out a way to make my liquid products something that I could sell without a bottle and stop being that bottle pusher or maybe I needed to look at another business and mm-hmm. honestly I spent years reformulating a liquid into a paste form so I could sell it without a bottle and that's really was that kind of aha moment for me mm-hmm. I mean this bar of laundry paste right here yeah. right this d- dissolves to make 1 gallon of liquid laundry soap well you know what it would cost me to ship a gallon of liquid laundry soap would be astronomical not just for myself but the right. resources that it takes what it's going to cost the end consumer and those are a lot of the things that stop us as consumers even myself when I want to try something new it's i got to be able to afford it It's got to be, you know, um fit into my budget. How how am I going to stick to it and keep doing it? So that's really where it started for me in the shift towards being plastic free and moving away from just natural ingredients. Okay. So, you know, you started a while ago, I I think around 8 years ago. Can you tell us back then I mean, how did you did you have to do everything yourself? Were you able to go to manufacturers to make the products for you? No. Nope. These, these two hands bernard they did it all 
<laughs> I mean, literally, I was, uh, you know, my husband was so wonderful and he set up the space in the garage, you know, my lab. And I was like the crazy scientist out there, you know, um, mixing and trying. And I, I did a ton of, you know, reading books and researching online. I mean, I come from a, a, from a legal corporate background. This is not something that, you know, all my life I knew I was going to be a chemist type of thing. So I had that lab out there and I was making products, trying products, giving them away, um, getting you know feedback. How do people like them? Were they working? And then it just started to evolve, right? I was first buying a little jar of coconut oil and a few ingredients. And then it became a 30, you know, like a five gallon bucket of oils. And then I branched out into new ingredients. And it was, it was definitely an evolution of, learning and trying and honestly teaching myself what was better out there, which is what led me to other ingredients that in my life, like yucca root, I only ate that. I come from the South and we, we eat yucca root. I didn't know it was full of natural detergents. So as I learned these things, I could start incorporating them into my formulations, allowing these now my natural formulations to be even more natural, you know, and that, that was an exciting point for me, I must say, to be able to know that these two hands did so much. They formulated, they packaged, they sold, they made sales calls, they built a website, they did social media, you know, all the things at the beginning that businesses require. I did it. So I love hearing those garage startup stories. <laughs> They're amazing. Um, you know, yeah. and that's how big brand star, right? So watch out PNG. Um, <laughs> right. um, so, so, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, a lot uh, 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 about natural products. So it is not just about zero waste, right? It is about a healthy products for people, like a products without toxin and chemicals. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, the products we buy every day, the Tide, etc. I mean, how bad are they from a chemical toxin standpoint? Well, you know, even when it comes down to, you can probably take a, any, any jar of laundry, so any jug of laundry soap off the shelf, right? You go down the aisle, tons of plastic bottles to choose from. You grab one off the shelf. You most likely there's ingredients you can't even understand or pronounce the word if there's even ingredients. Yeah. You know, we have to be reminded that there is no regulation when it comes to cleaning products. So as much as, you know, look, I'm a manufacturer and a developer. I don't want all that regulation because I'm doing the right thing. But unfortunately, people need to realize that just because a big company puts a product up on a shelf and they're selling it well doesn't mean that it's safe for you or for the um, toxicity of the ocean or anything like that. So um, even small words like fragrance, you know, that can be a blend of over, you know, 15 or more chemicals that are pushed together to make it smell good to us. Mm -hmm. And fragrance can be very harmful to any un, harmful to us in a lot of ways because we don't know what that chemical makeup is in there. And that's why they're finding out more about even fragrance and, and how people are having allergic reactions to it and um, developing things like multi-chemical sensitivities and, and these things are real for people. 
I think that we are going to, um, we're going to read more and more about how the toxicity of the ingredients that we use are affecting us. We're just big sponges, right? Everything we put on our body, we're taking it in. And we have to say to ourselves, why is there such a rise in um, a multitude of diseases without, without us even naming any of them? We all know that there's a rise of diseases in our country and around the world. And you know what, what else is on the rise? And we have to look at that. Yeah, and no, I agree. I think brands like you really have two uh, prongs. You know, what, one is the zero waste, which is important, right? There's so much plastic out there in the ocean and stuff. But the other one is equally as important, right? Which is removing all these chemicals, toxins to protect the consumer's health and the planet's health. Because as okay. you said, you know, particularly in cleaning, uh, you know, everything goes back into, you know, the water, the ocean, etc. when we're done cleaning uh, uh, with the water. So, yeah, I wanted to uh, make sure our listeners understand, you know, that... Uh, the value proposition of this product is, is both, you know, zero waste, but also, you know, healthy, um, non-chemical. Non Switching things a bit here and, you know, coming, coming to your products where uh, there's an emphasis on, on being, you know, waste-free and plastic-free. And I guess you have to, you know, throughout your supply chain, you have to take certain steps to ensure that your products are, uh, in fact, waste-free and plastic-free. So could you could you walk us uh, walk us through that please? Yeah, I mean, well, right you know, from you know uh, procuring your raw material to uh, sending it out to your customers, you must. Well, be I'm really certain. fortunate to have a team now. You know, now mm -hmm. these two hands are busy doing the more admin things of a business. Right. Um, now that I've got a team that can help me procure, you know, larger um, amounts of ingredients. I've got a team that can, you know, we can get boxes printed, you know, using some recycled ingredients. I'm using recycled uh, paper. Same thing, we're getting ready to roll out a new product, a hair and body oil, and that's going to be in an aluminum bottle. So we were able to source an aluminum bottle with up to 95% recycled aluminum in it. You know, mm -hmm. these things don't happen overnight. You can certainly Google, right, uh, bulk aluminum bottles, but they may not be the best that we can find. And sometimes it just takes that little bit of extra searching around and a little bit of time and say, okay, well, maybe then we don't roll out that product till the next quarter. Let's give ourselves a little bit of time to make that happen. Right. Now, one thing that I did learn along the way about packaging and the more that I learned about it, it's applying forward to the other products. I've got three products that I'm planning on rolling out this year. And I've learned not so long ago that the, there's two incentivized packages, packaging that recyclers um, have incentive to make sure that it gets put in the right place. And that's cardboard and aluminum. So by learning that recyclers have um, monetary reasons to get mm -hmm. cardboard and aluminum recycled, well, that tells me that I need to start just utilizing those two things that recyclers will um, be incentivized to do. And that's really what I'm looking to stick forward to. You know, I love glass, but glass is even becoming a little bit harder in some states and some counties for their recycling purposes. So I think it's kind of our duty as a manufacturer or anybody that packages a product to kind of keep up with those kind of things and find mm -hmm. out 
what what are the most beneficial packages out there and how can I product, uh, package my product in those to make sure that they do truly go through the cycle and we can somehow work on closing the loop of the waste that comes with that packaging. Very good. And on the ingredients, is it easy for you to find ingredients that meet your criteria in terms of uh, you know, healthiness, uh, you know, sustainable, sustainably manufactured. Uh, t tell us the, yeah, the, the sort of the, the procurement side of the, your business, how, how, how you go about it. And I'm sure after eight years, I mean, you've learned all tons of things, but. Yes. And sometimes, and you know, that's a really good question, Bernard, because for instance, my shampoo bar, right? We use sodium cocoa sulfate, which which is a sulfate, which can, you know, you hear that, that it's, um, it can be harsh on the skin and the hair, but compared to other in that similar line of sulfate, it's a much milder one, but it lathers beautifully. It works so well. I mean, I, I have sensitive skin being a redhead. I have to watch, you know, those products that I use. It doesn't irritate me. And I feel confident that most people will not have an issue with it, but is it my first choice of ingredient? It's not, and it wasn't, mm -hmm. but I couldn't get other ingredients to feel the way that traditional shampoos might feel. Mm -hmm. People love lather. Mm -hmm. I can't get away from that. You know, if, if I could give them a shampoo bar here made with a really great ingredient and then, but it didn't lather so well. And then I gave them this, which is maybe my third choice of an ingredient, but it lathers beautifully and it, it does everything that they're used to their traditional brand doing. The chances of them continuing to use that shampoo bar that works mm -hmm. well and reminds them, now we've got the change. Now they're gonna be able to stick to it. And yeah. that's, that's where I usually come in. I'm like, I'd rather use this, my third choice ingredient but knowing that more people are going to stick to using a shampoo bar and getting rid of the plastic bottle. Uh, so I think, you know, it's the, you know, a good lesson for all the brands out there, manufacturers, and, you know, it, it, you gotta, you gotta make products that are going to work for consumers or they will not switch, uh, stick to them. Um, and then, you know, there are a lot of certifications out there that certify brands like you, right. Um, and there are tons of them. And it's a very confusing landscape, by the way. Yeah. Uh, for, for brands like you, I'm sure, which one to pick and, and for consumers, you know, which ones did you decide to pick and why? And, and tell us then about the process of certification. Okay, so that's a really great question because when I was first getting out there into the world with my products, I knew I wanted it to be certified. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea that there were so many pay for logo kind of certifications, right? I could just send in my hundred bucks and I could get this cool little logo to put on my box. But thank God I lived the life first and then it bleeds into my business. So it was like, okay, well, what does that logo really mean? Because when I see it on another product, how will, how will I feel about that? Right. <laughs> so the, the two that I really am proud of having and I have three on my boxes, but the two that I'm most proud of is Leaping Bunny Certification. They are a global company that verifies that, that we and all the people that I source my ingredients from do not do any testing on animals. 
I love mm -hmm. animals. I don't prefer to use animal ingredients in my products. We're, we're a vegan line of cleaners. Um, so I know because of all the hoops that I have to jump through every year to recommit my certification, I have confidence that when I'm in a store as a consumer and I see a product with that Leaping Bunny certified logo on it, that it means something. They are really, you know, it's not even like you get a chance to buy that logo one time and mm -hmm. then you're set for life. Every year they make me, I don't even know if you can see it, just so people know, it's the little bunny, right? She's in a circle. They, every year, make me sign a piece of paper verifying that my, I don't buy any ingredients. And then I have to go to all my suppliers where I buy ingredients and make them sign the piece of paper saying that they don't do it. So it definitely is, there's some redundancy in there that makes me feel really confident in what they're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, second would be the TerraPass certification, which is we buy carbon credits. So as a company, Tangi, as the company is carbon balanced. I can't control all the carbon emissions that happen through working through our warehouse, through shipping, through what it takes to run my office right here. Like, I don't have control over those things. I don't even really know how to gauge all of that. But there are organizations out there. I chose to go with TerraPass and I buy carbon offset credits every year for my business. I tell them how many people we have working. What is it that we're doing? They have a whole list of questions that they ask. How many computers are you running? How far are you driving? What do you, where are you shipping to? Like they ask all the questions. I answer them. They are able to give me an idea of how much emissions I'm putting out every year. And then I get to buy these offset credits. And then they put that money towards projects that help reduce emissions. Yeah, then the third certification that I really didn't do it for their certification. I did it to support their business is Green America. Green America has really great resources for people. They have um, great projects that they work on. They have a lot of uh, kind of top-down work where they're really trying to get lawmakers to make some changes, looking from that kind of perspective, how we can do it on a bigger scale. So I started supporting them through annual donations um, before I really even thought about getting the certification for the business. And then as I started, you know, like I said, looking for certifications and I realized, oh, they have a kind of a business. I could also become a business supporter. So I kept my personal support, but mm -hmm. I also started doing a business support through Tangi and they allow us to use a Green America certified business partner logo, which is just another reminder for people that look, we're trying to support the organizations that are really out there hitting the streets and trying to make good changes. Very good. Awesome. Yeah. I really love like how you're curating, you know, uh, the selection of that certificate, especially putting yourself in a consumer's shoe and then looking at it, whether, whether you would want that uh, certificate on, um, you know, the products that you are buying as a consumer. And, uh, and so, so Tangi has a social impact as well through, you know, the, the give back program. So how, how does that work exactly? Well, what we do through, okay, so two parts to that I'll, I'll share is that right now we donate a lot of our products to a handful of organizations that I really like to support locally in our own community. 
Um, mm -hmm. One is the Ruth House. It's a, a home where women and can go live with their children for up to a year in order to get back on their feet, you know, coming out of some sort of terrible situation. Um, I love what they're doing over there. We also give to the Humane Society here locally, and that's really great because um, we love the animals. And, <laughs> um, and then Forward Paths is a really unique organization that they help children who, who have been aged out of the foster care system. Okay. Years ago, I was a guardian ad litem, and it was the best volunteer job I've ever had. Mm -hmm. And I always said, when I have the time, because it does take a time commitment, I would go back to being a guardian ad litem in a heartbeat. So mm -hmm. over the course of the years, I have found this organization, Forward Paths, mm -hmm. in Leesburg, Florida. And what they do is they, kids who age out of the foster care system, the minute they turn 18, they're out of there. Doesn't mm -hmm. matter whether you have a dollar in your pocket, skills in your mind, somewhere to go, you're out mm -hmm. of the system with no safety net. And Forward Path provides them some housing, some skills, and pretty much a, a way for them to, you know, become productive, happy adults. So I'm happy to support them through, we donate a lot of soaps and things like that to them. But I am working on a soap for soap program to where okay. we donate one bar of soap for every Great. bar that we sell. And- so interesting, yeah. When that happens, I can't wait. Yeah. I, I can't wait. And I was inspired by um, Blake, Blake McCuskey. He, he's the Tom Shoes guy. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with Tom Shoes, but Very his, his whole business right started with, I'm going to donate a pair of shoes to a child in need for every pair that I sell. And right. when I read his book, I think it's called start something that matters yeah mm -hmm. it's on my book on uh, my um i'm reading it now <laughs> oh have you read it oh. yet bernard i'm in the process of yeah. oh it's so good it's so inspiring and when i was done reading that book i knew right away that that's what i wanted to do too i wanted i, I have the power to do that i can't make shoes but everybody needs soap kids yeah. need soap you know people having hard times need soap they need it in foster care. They need it in prisons. They need it in group homes. Like it's needed everywhere. And imagine not being able to take a shower, finding yourself without a home and not being able to shower. How are you gonna have the confidence to be able to go and do a job interview or have the confidence to meet with somebody and try to raise yourself up? You know, the, these are things that, that I've always, taken for granted. I've never mm -hmm. been in a position to where I've not been able to have a hot shower or a hot meal. And I'm so grateful for that, that now in a position to where I can make a difference and help, why shouldn't I? Why yeah. shouldn't I? So okay. that's my next. Now that's going to take a little bit of work, but I am working right now with uh, the street team movement in Orlando. And that they'll probably be my base to kind of get it started and seeing how will it work? Will I send out you know, 200 bars a month, or will I wait and send out 10,000 bars at a quarter? I want to see what their needs are for soap instead of me just trying to figure out a system for me sending it when it's convenient for me. It has to be convenient for the organization so they have a um, an easy way to get it to the people that need it. You know what? That's coming. It, Hear me out, folks. That day is coming when we have a soap for soap program. 
it's amazing, very inspiring. It gave me an idea for Terra too. Maybe we should facilitate that for our brands. And then if they want to be, participate and donate things, be the go-between between the brands and then all these organizations, street team, movement, et cetera, so that we can yeah. channel and connect the brands with the organization who can distribute those products to people who have a need. And I bet that there's a lot of logistics uh, involved uh, yeah. in getting it in their hands of the people in need. Yes, getting it in the hands, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like switching gears again, you know, you, you, we'd love to hear your perspective on this industry. You've been at this for eight years. You've see, I'm sure you've seen it grow, change. What have you seen? What are the changes that are the most profound that you've seen? And, you know, and then wh where is it heading? You know, what customer trends? Have you seen customers kind of like wanting these products more? Have you seen... Definitely. And I think coming better at this, you know, that's evident. More customers are evident just when you look at the businesses that are popping up. So we have more refill stores now, more zero waste stores now, more refill delivery people now. Like there's no way these businesses are opening and thriving at the rate that they are without the customer demand. And that's really amazing when I, when, I, when I look at my list of wholesalers and where I'm sending, these stores are, most of them want me to sell them the product without packaging, which I love. That's my favorite order, right? You call me up and you say, do you sell your bars without packaging? You know I do. And that feels great to be able to send them. And they just put them out there in little baskets or pretty little trays or something, because what are we doing with those packages? Once we get them home, we're just tossing them. Yes. So that growth is definitely there. And I'm very confident that that industry is only going to increase in size dramatically. So just recently me and three other business owners, have pulled our resources together and we're starting up a, the Zero Waste Business Alliance. The goal is to provide resources through training, through articles, through um, directories for people who are interested in either starting up their own zero waste business, starting some manufacturing, or being um, just a consultant for people in that industry. Mm -hmm. And this will be a nonprofit based alliance. It'll be partly membership based with a volunteer base, but ideally all of those who, who all of us who have started businesses in this zero waste industry, we have lived and learned and stumbled and bumbled and got hurt and got back up. And why should everybody follow the rough trail we did? Why can't we smooth it out a little bit and make it a little bit easier um, for those who want to do the same thing? Now, mm -hmm. somebody said to me when I was telling them that, they were like, wait a minute, you're going to help build up your competition? I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what we're going to do because there's enough for everybody. Tangy yeah. can't reach everybody. That one store in Minnesota can't reach any, everybody. That one store in California definitely can't reach everybody. There's just too many people. So it is a way, what, what's that saying? Uh, 
a rising tide raise all boats, right? The idea is that we can help, yeah. you know, raise each other up. Yeah. When I did all my research and started this company, Tara, I reached the conclusion that that revolution is going to be consumer-led, yeah. not government-led, not big business-led. It's going to be small entrepreneurs starting those brands, um, you know, and consumers making those switches and leading the charge. Um, right. We got to help them to do that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I am, I am there. Yeah, well. and we need yeah. the support to do it in finding out ways to utilize our resources the best that we can. And I say resources in, in the way of, you know, where are we sourcing ours uh, from? How can we get help? What does it mm -hmm. look like? What kind of budgets do we need? I mean, most of us don't come from the money or the numbers background. Mm -hmm. You know, we get into this because something hit us in the heart and we said, mm -hmm. we can do something about this or this is bigger than me and I wanna try. Yep. So by getting involved with people who have that kind of numbers information or can say, like, I wish somebody would have said to me when I started out mm -hmm. and I wanted, I wanted to meet, reach all the tides of the world, right? That's what I said, because like tide was, you know, more affordable and in every household. And what I realized was I was trying to put a price point on my product mm -hmm. that everybody could afford, but what I didn't consider was that I had more expenses coming in the future that I couldn't even see yet, mm -hmm. right? Because I was going to need a manufacturer. I was going to need a $2 million insurance policy to be in bigger stores. I was mm -hmm. going to need a team of people. I was going to need help with social media. All those costs mm -hmm. didn't come into my head yet because I could only see as far as I could see. Right. Mm -hmm. But remind, you know, helping people who are just starting on the path to say, don't, I know that you're making that for, you know, a dollar and you feel you want to sell it for $3. But if you had to hire A, B, C, and D, what would you have to sell it for then? Because that's the price point you need to be selling it at now. Mm -hmm. Don't think you're going to get all these followers and then jack your price up three times higher and they're still going to be your follower. Yeah. So it's these little things that will help more of them be successful, yep. mm -hmm. but it's because starting at that earlier point to, to mm -hmm. work success in. Yeah. So it, so it has some foundation to build on. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, you know, from a, from a consumer's perspective, uh, what, what would be your top three advices to someone, you know, who's, uh, who want to start a sustainable lifestyle? I mean, you have been doing it for, for ages now. So if, if someone wants to get started on that journey, what would be your top three advice there? My top three are easy. Mm -hmm. okay. One, buy bars, not bottles. <laughs> right. Two, grow something at home, anything. Mm -hmm. You bought a mm -hmm. tomato at the grocery store, take one of those seeds and push it in some soil. I don't care if it's outside your window or in a pot, grow mm -hmm. something at home. And third, read food ingredient labels actually read all labels but i think okay. people starting with food we begin mm -hmm. to realize what we're putting in our body and it just makes us more aware and that awareness grows it just has this ability to naturally grow so those yeah. would be my three things buy bars not bottles grow something and you know read labels so well, my question now is what are the brands that you're looking up to in that space who you know who is who is doing the right things that, you know, would you rank as, you know, your top three? 
other than you, of course. Well, I'm number one, Bernard. You know that. Um, let's see. Who would be number two? Two people, yeah. Um, so not, not, not necessarily in, in, uh, in, in categories, you know, that you're present, just in this eco-friendly, sustainable product, consumer product category. Could be a, a clothing brand, could be a food brand. Doesn't have to mm -hmm. be a household product brand. Okay, so that I'm glad you clarified that because there is um, a lady by the name of Nicole Robertson. She started Swap Society. And I didn't know anything about the Swap Society. I happened to see her on Instagram. I called her up, asked her if she would be on my podcast. And she was. And it was a really eye-opening discussion. What she does, she encourages people to send in their clothes and swap them out with other people. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like buying thrift clothing, but you have more, you can shop easily and you can pick out clothes, you know, say, oh, I like this. And it's just an easier way to shop than rummaging through all the racks at the thrift store. So to me, that is something really powerful that we can all do. Um, mm -hmm. And then I would probably say that pit liquor is another, uh, pit liquor is a de deodorant made from alcohol that you can drink. <laughs> they pretty much source all their alcohol from the United States, as far as I know. Um, they haven't gotten away from like the plastic sprayer. It does come in a glass bottle with like a sprayer pump on it, which is plastic but they offer these larger glass bottles that you can refill your sprayers with. Um, Eric and, Erica is an amazing business leader. They've grown their companies hugely in the past three years. Um, I've been using their product myself. I think the third would actually be more of a store. Mm -hmm. I really, okay, so there's two stores that I really loved to support and they're really doing the right thing. Um, one is uh, Bestowed Essentials in South Dakota. She's amazing. Um, I, I'm, I'm friends with her. Her and I are on the Zero Waste Business Alliance board together. And then Stephanie out in California, Manhattan Beach, she runs the Waste Less Shop. And she was driven to open this store after visiting like 30 countries around the world. I mean, and came home and realized she needed to find a way to, to help that situation and figure out a way to bring options to first her community. But now like everything, we're able to sell online, which, which gets us outside of our own community. And these are yeah. online stores or retail stores? Um, the Wasteless Shop is a physical store, a brick and mortar store in Manhattan Beach, California. And, um, also the one in South Dakota, Bestowed Essentials is also a physical store location and they sell online as well. Okay, cool. All yeah. right. So Melanji, this has been an inspirational journey so far. Thanks a lot for, you know, sharing all those insights. And lastly, we would just like to know, you know, what lies ahead for Tanji in 2021 and in the coming two to three years. I, I know, like you mentioned, there are three products that are coming up this year for which yes. all of us are really excited. But yeah. uh, what can we expect, you know, what can you expect more this year and in the coming two to three years? 
Well, thank you for asking. Um, and I definitely, you know, getting the new products out this year is going to be really exciting. I love to be able to add to our line of products and give people more of a one-stop shop confidence, right? Because they already know we're doing the right thing as a brand. They can have mm -hmm. confidence that whatever I put out is going to, you know, I'm going to really roll it over first for myself and make sure it's in alignment. So I want right. them to have confidence in any product mm -hmm. that I put out. Um, and what's to come ahead in the next two to three years is I'm actually looking to, and I really haven't, haven't said this out loud other than to my team and my coach, um, we're probably going to look into manufacturing outside of the, we're going to stay manufacturing here, but okay. I would like to be able to serve other parts of the world and shipping it from here to there doesn't set well with me too yeah. too much waste in doing that okay. but why can't i take what i already know why can't i take my formulations and allow perfectly capable soap makers in other parts of the world mm -hmm. to make my products so next week i have a call with um a soap maker in india by the way oh, hey. and yep and he also has some uh, contacts in ghana so mm -hmm. we're just looking to um see what the rest of the world and tangi can do together to bring more zero waste options to everybody else. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's really exciting. Such a, such a visionary founder. Um, so I think it's time to wrap up. And the way we wrap up is the man and I are like trying to summarize, you know, the few points that stood out for us in the uh, interview. I mean, for me, it's very clear, you know, it, it has to do with how holistic you are in approaching mm -hmm. that uh, sustainable, you know, uh, consumption space. Um, you know, we, we have the scorecard on, on the site where we score brands with, hey, what do they do for the planet? What do they do for people and animal? What do they do for people's health? Um, you know, what, what do they do for the community? Do they give back? Um, and Man, I mean, you know, you you nail it in every single of these core values, right? Uh, with with the zero waste, the non-toxic, the no animal testing, and the leaping bunny. Uh, you know, you're giving back not only to business organizations, you know, Green America, working with Terrapass, um, you know, to make your business carbon neutral, but also, you know, more local, uh, you know, NGOs with social impact. Um, you know, you are the ultimate you know, sustainable entrepreneur. Aww, <laughs> that, that feels yeah. so good to hear that. That's, that's my, that's my um, you know, that's my summary of our conversation. You know, it's, it's such a 360 approach uh, yeah. that you have to that space. And, you know, and it comes from your heart and it just shows mm -hmm. when, when we talk, um, you know, and I'm really glad you, you found me. You know, I, I remember you're the first person who kind of like reached out to me in May last year. It's like, oh, well, you know, this site was ugly. It just came up and you reach out to me and you say, Bernard, I love what you're doing. You know, I want to be part of it. And I was like, wow, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is just a crappy little site, but you, but you go through, I guess, more. And I'm glad we met, honestly. I'm very me too, happy. Bernard. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree with Bernard. And for me, like what, what stood out was, you know, your two intentions behind doing things. Like if, if you have the right intention to, you know, be sustainable, then you can find the resources. Like you, you know, quoted the example of 
cardboard and aluminium in the social impact space as well like there is so this so much that you are doing and you have the vision to do even more i mean that comes you know from inside you have the right intention and you would always find ways to do that and you would always find time to do that as a founder i know it's, it's not easy to you know uh, get your hands dipped into so many things but if you know that you have to do you can just figure out the time and resources to to do it no matter what and that that's like really amazing as a founder and as someone who is doing something for the people and the planet uh, i'm like this is truly inspirational for for me and i i i'm sure it would be for you know people who would be watching this conversation so so thanks a lot again nandi for you know explaining us everything in depth and and sharing all those insights with us today thank you right naman i think we can wrap okay. up but it was yeah. really a great right. i i enjoy spending right. the time with you uh, ng as usual okay.